Hi, I'm Michael from Pittsburgh. This is Laurel from Oakland. Hey, I'm Allison from Cincinnati. The Sound of Young America is an independent production supported by listeners like me. You should support the show like I did. Just visit MaximumFun.org slash donate. I'm Jesse Thorne. Live on tape from my house in Los Angeles, it's The Sound of Young America from MaximumFun.org and PRI, Public Radio International. It's The Sound of Young America. I'm Shani Jardin, in for Jesse Thorne. My guest is Robert Popper, who's a producer and writer for the show Friday Night Dinner. The show follows 20-something brothers Adam and Johnny as they go home each Friday night for a Jewish family meal. In this clip, Grandma comes home for dinner and brings gifts for everyone, but she neglects one key player, her daughter. Oh, this one is for Adam. Oh, thanks, Grandma. That's a little something. Let me guess, a wallet. What is it? A wallet. Thanks, Grandma. It's a purse. A wallet. And uh, here's Johnny's. Oh, I wonder what mine will be. Oh, wallet. Thanks, Grandma. Better, sweetie. I thought you might need a new purse. Wallet. What are they, wallet? Oh, and uh, have a look inside. A pound. Oh, a pound. Thanks. Thanks, Grandma. Buy yourselves an oh, ice, ice cream. cream. Brilliant. Oh, and, and Martin. Oh, don't tell me another wallet. Oh, thanks, Grandma. That's very nice of you. What is it, a wallet? It's a wallet. A purse. Amazing. Well... <laughs> There are the presents. Uh, didn't she get you a present? Um, Grandma? Yes? Did you get anything for Mum? What? For me? Did you get a present for me? Oh, yes! Of course! For you! Something for you! Oh, yes! She's forgotten me. Don't be silly. Yeah. Of course she hasn't forgotten you, Jackie. I'm telling you, Martin, she's forgotten me. Look. Um, would you like a yoghurt? Welcome to The Sound of Young America. I'm Shenny Jardin, in for Jesse Thorne. And sitting with me here today is the brilliant, the illustrious, the genius funny man, Robert Popper. Thank you very much. <laughs> That's my natural voice. Robert, I followed your work for many years, and you've and worked... you followed me around. Well. I've, I've literally, literally followed, followed you around. Mm. I, I, I follow you on Google Maps. You're a little blue dot. I'm a, a little ha- blue dot. A friendly, pulsating blue dot. Pulsating with love. Well, now that we have that out of the way, mm. so uh, you have a new series out on on BBC mm-hmm. America. BBC America, sure. Friday night dinner. Mm. Uh, but. People listening to The Sound of Young America may know you from, from other TV projects or, or from uh, some interesting uh, phone calls that made their way around the Internet by way of YouTube and by way of podcasts. Uh, I, I want to start, though, with, with talking about Friday Night Dinner, sure. with this most recent project. Um, you are the creator of, of this I'm creator of, of all life forms. Well, now Earth. that's Tarvuism, and that's we'll get Tarvu. to that then We'll get moment. to that, we'll get to that. Yeah, yeah, no, I am. It's my show. It's a thing I wrote and produced... Uh, yeah, Friday Night Dinner, which is a kind of, hate the word, sitcom. It's a sitcom. But, and, and there's like a, there's actually a, a tight format here. There's, mm. a, there's a structure to every episode, every Friday night. That's right. It's, it's kind of based on a little bit on my upbringing. I'm Jewish. I'm not religious. But on Friday nights, I would go home quite often to my mum and dad and uh, with my brother, my younger brother. And 
what I noticed was that thing when you go home, that I think it's a universal thing, when you go home to your parents, when you've left the house, etc., like grown up, you sort of revert to being 13 again. Everyone reverts to being kids. And it's kind of that adults as children thing that I thought was good. That is something I want to write about. Like that environment is yeah, so they, strong once they close you, the no door, matter how far you go. Exactly. Once they close the front door, you're in that weird like bubble. And everyone has that weird bubble. And I wanted to write something that was really specific, kind of pretty much based on my family, but exaggerated. But I wanted to write something that was really specific. And there's no like, you don't, I didn't want like a big setup episode. I just wanted you to just get into it, get involved straight away and go, oh, who are these people? Oh, they, they speak weird. They have their own weird lingo and syntax and the way they do and say things. But the more you watch, you go, yeah, I see. And you go, well, we don't do that, but we have our own way of, you know. The first episode I watched, uh, there's this sort of, there's this this subversive running gag throughout the whole show of some mysterious thing going on with dad's junk. Yeah, they catch him, the boys come home and they, one of them is is looking through the window and said, what are you doing? And he said, look at dad. And he sees dad, he hasn't got his top on. He said, yeah, dad's got no top on, he never has a top on. He said, no, but look what he's doing. And dad is looking into his underpants, peering into it for ages. And then he takes out a, a magnifying glass, he's looking, and it's like, what? what is wrong with that what's going on and it's kind of that's a thing like you find out in the end I won't ruin it but what's wrong with dad's thingy no and and one of the other things from from this same episode one of the characters has written a jingle for radio and Mm. I remember thinking when that part of the story passed was this Robert and was part of are are there little glimpses of your life beyond beyond the setup of the show growing up when I you know whenever I was single my dad would always take me into a room, sometimes the toilet for just, a private Just chat. like in this show. Yeah, I mean, he'd take me into the toilet. Can Come we have here. a talk? Rob, Rob, what? Come here. I, you knew what it would be. He would say, any females? He'd always describe them as females. He'd go, Dad, please. And, you know, we'd have this chat. Any females? <laughs> what about going on the internet? That's what he used to ask later on. Have you been? And, you know, I didn't want to tell him. Why should I tell him? But it was. And, and the so topless thought, dad here actually tries to set up his son with an online dating. Service. Yeah, yeah. Did, did your dad ever do this? No, with they him? never did that. That's you know. They, there's a scene. I just thought it would be a funny thing, the father and son looking at women together. Females. Females. Yeah. Adam. Here. What? Right. Thanks. Excellent. What is it? Dating sites. <laughs> Jewish dating sites. Brilliant. Now, did you know there are places you can go now on the internet to find girls? Are there? Yes, Dad. I know. Girls on the internet, yes. Well, how did you know? Because I live in the world. What are you all doing? It's nothing, Mum. It's just Adam's potty training. Oh, go away, Jackie. Shut up, Martin. It's females. Uh... Right, so we're all just going to stand in the toilet and... So... So what? So are you going to go on the internet? Well, yes, at some point I will go on the internet. To look at girls? What do you think the internet's for? No, I mean to look at girls. Girlfriends, not just bosoms. Bosoms. Martin. Brilliant. I think you should go on the internet. Even more brilliant. Shut up. In families you can get that intimate and it's kind of normal and you'll tolerate it, but you wouldn't tolerate it with your friends. And that's kind of something I wanted to write about, that horrible intimacy that embarrassingness you know and, and half the time I, I hope people watch the show you know half covering their eyes you know so they only see half of it you know what I mean though like embarrassed so um Simon Bird uh well known from the the hit uh The, the Inbetweeners yeah uh-huh. he sort of plays a version of me it's not really me 
but it's kind of the older brother. But I just thought he was perfect. And I'd worked on the Inbetweeners. I'd script-edited the show. And I just had his voice, him and... We're quite similar as people in that we both like, if we go out to eat, we always have apple juice. And I've never met anyone that that orders apple juice. Isn't that an amazing fact? We're we're apple juice drinkers. I'm not not shy to admit it. Is there a difference um, in how you approach a, a project for American audiences as opposed to approaching something something that's going to air in the UK primarily? I really don't, because I haven't done, you know, apart from writing on South Park, you know, for four episodes, I haven't done an American thing. So when I'm writing it, I'm writing what I know. I'm writing a show that's... I'm not thinking this is going to go on in America. I mean, I did find out that, because in, in the show, they have their meal, and they always, for dessert, they have a thing called apple crumble. It's a British thing, crumble. But I found out that crumble in America is like a cheese dish. Or, you know, when you say you, that, I'm thinking about, like, a coffee cake in the South, like something that you would right, have for breakfast Right, yeah, because you have cobbler, don't you? Yeah. So, yeah, so things like that, I don't, I just write, I just write for, like, me, and if it makes, hopefully it makes me laugh. Because when I, when I watched the, the first few episodes of the series, uh, I felt like, well, this does feel like British humor. This, this feels like, uh, th- this feels like a British sensibility. Yeah, 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 yeah. But it, but it still works. Yeah, I think it works. Also, I think Friday night dinner has more of a resonance in America because of the, the Jewish thing. You know, it's about a Jewish family who aren't religious, and this is what they do. And England, you know, your humour here is so infused, infused with, like, Jewishisms, you know, Seinfeld, Kirby enthusiasm. You get it. You just sort of, you know, get it. Whereas in England, we haven't really had that history of that sort of that, that Jewish syntax and thing. So, and Friday night dinner, lots of people don't know what the concept of Friday night dinner is, but over here people go, oh, Friday night dinner, I get it. So mm-hmm. I'm hoping that would like resonate a little bit. It's the sound of young America. I'm Shani Jardin in for Jesse Thorne. My guest is Robert Popper. Now, before he wrote Friday Night Dinner, he co-created Look Around You, a ridiculous parody of English educational programming from the 70s and 80s. Here, the show provides a scientific introduction to that fascinating organ, the human brain. What is the brain? If you don't know that, you've forgotten how to think. You see, the brain is many things. It's a calculator, a dictionary, a battery, a camera, a TV and radio. In fact, it's all of these things and more. Pretty smart for something that resembles a garden cauliflower. The brain is basically a wrinkled bag of skin filled with warm water, veins and thought muscles. Think of it as a kind of modified heart, only with a mind or brain. The other project that... uh... I, I still try to turn people on to uh, when they're getting to know me and, and getting to understand what I find funny is look around you. Actually, sure. just this morning, somebody pointed me to a series of internet videos. Uh, I'm actually getting ready to, to go to Japan tomorrow. Yeah, no, I've seen those ones. pointed me to a series of videos about Japanese culture. Yeah, and really and weird. I thought for the first few minutes that I was watching an actual cultural tutorial, yeah. and then I realized... This is a spoof video. Yeah, it's amazing. From a group called Ramen, R-A-H-M-E-N. Oh, right, okay. Uh, and someone said, this is exactly like Look Around You. Look yeah, around no, you. I like those, yeah. This series of faux educational sure. videos, faux. sort of like what you would, they're sort of like what you would watch if you were in school in the in UK the, in the Yeah, 70s. in the like, late 70s, early 80s, yeah. yeah. Which I made with Peter Serafinowicz, mm-hmm. which was such fun to make, yeah. Because particularly series one, which was kind of like the short 10-minute ones, 
are really, really crazy. And uh, the scripts are so weird to read. You know, they're like experiments. You know, they're about sulfur, an episode on sulfur. Sulfane. Sulfane, which is, of course, sulfur mixed with champagne. Of course, sulfane. That's what it produces. So it's kind of all done really deadpan and real. And uh, we couldn't believe that BBC allowing us to make the series and putting it on like a big channel. BBC Two is a big channel. And now this was this was an interesting. There's an interesting story behind this, as I recall, mm. as why these segments were that sort of odd length. Well, no, they they started doing like they had these weird ten minute slots for kind of new comedy, and we just made basically Peter and I. We thought of this idea of like doing these these fake, but very real like these shows that because we were watching all these old shows which we got from some film library and so we decided to just make a short film for fun and then once we did that we did a big screening we invited everyone to come and we didn't think of making it as a tv show we just thought let's do it for fun and then word got around and the bbc said oh we've got these 10 minute slots so we kind of we did the, we, we did them for that like yeah like on sulfur and iron and ghosts which was fun so the next time you're playing with your ouija board take a moment out to remember this in the end, you too will die and become a ghost. It may be in 50 years. It may be tomorrow. It may even be today. Now hand in your copybooks to your teacher or head of class. I think one of my favorite episodes was the one that involved... Um, I'm even forgetting the theme of the episode. Sure. But uh, you break out into song. Oh, yeah, hey Little Mouse. Hey yeah, Little yeah. Mouse. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, that was one on music. One yeah. yeah, we just—it was all about music and um, music. That was that's it because we had a computer called the Harrington Twelve Hundred, I think it was, right. that could write music songs. And you just had to press, you know, tell the, the, the key it was in, which the song was in S, and the name of the song, Little Mouse, and the speed quite fast, and it, pr- it prints that gives you a printout of the song. And then we just thought it'd be so funny to then cut to like a sort of pop video. That was the best day. Of, that, that was the best day of my life. Filming that. Seriously? Mm-hmm. You're sort of frolicking around. Well, I was outside. It was a really nice day. It was a, it was like a beautiful day. I play guitar since I'm a kid, and I always really? want. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you do all the music, and so I just wanted to do. I'd always wanted to be a musician. That was my thing. And now I'm going to dress up in 70s clothes, jump around, singing this ridiculous song in front of everyone, and mime it, and do it at the top of like a sort of semi castle. Oh, it was brilliant. Such a laugh. So the the first. The first season of Look Around You yeah. was these surreal ten-minute ten, things, ten minute things. Mm-hmm. and then you went off into more narrative territory. Well, they they wouldn't give us another series for some reason because mm-hmm. I mean it did really well, but um, they're they said, awesome. Yeah, thank you, but um, they said no. T- the typical BBC, no, the ten-minute things are just for new things, so we don't do second series. And oh, okay. Well, I, so the fact that it was new at once and successful, they just said, well, we we try other things out there, and we were like, oh, because so we wanted to spend we wanted to new. spend a whole life just making those. I would have been happy just doing them forever, you know. As, li- as would the world have been. Yeah, just living in that world in a in a basement, filming with a, like a blue background and dressed up in science clothes, pointing at test tubes. Right. That would be that's right. the best job in the world. Down in your copybook. Exactly, write it down in your copybook. I've got that copybook, that that the one, the prop thing in my office it's with, great uh, with peter's brothers sort of studious yes yes looking, looking like. bored and studious yeah but um and then so we said please can we have a second series no 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 we we don't we don't do second series of these slots oh but is there any we had like we like doing it please no <laughs> uh, and then about a year and a half later 
get a phone call we're interested in the second series oh right but it has to be 30 minutes long and you have to have people in it so it's mm. like oh right okay but we, got, we can't just do like people pointing at test tubes so we uh, we just had to rethink the whole thing one of the episodes that found new life online uh, involved a computer for women I, I can't tell uh, you the, how many times I've played that or, or, or showed that woman to playing that was brilliant the brilliant petticoat escape, five the petticoat five yes it was yeah. the com- computer f- made by women for women she had like really big teeth woman yes. her name was Patricia but she didn't have a last name she said I do have a last name but it's silent silent I do have a surname actually but it's silent okay now a computer for women yes the petticoat five it's a computer made by women for women. So, let's take a look at it. Now, the first thing you notice is the shape of the keys. That's right. They're designed to make it easier to type with long nails. Oh, that is a good idea. And what is this? Well, that's a place to put your rings. Ah. And on the side here, we have a tissue dispenser. Uh-huh. And over here is a vanity mirror, which pops up when you press this button. And the space bar is an emery board. So I suppose you could fix your makeup while you work. Well, yes, you could. Although I don't wear makeup myself. Yeah, and she okay, and she's covered in makeup, the woman. Look. Yes, but Sorry. I don't wear makeup myself. And we have a close-up of her, and she's like covered in makeup. Well, the good news is the Petticoat 5 will soon be available from your high street computer store. At present, there's only one programme available for it, which is a lipstick colour chart. But there are plans for many more. Thank you, and best of luck, Patricia... More with Robert Popper after a break. It's the Sound of Young America from MaximumFun.org and PRI, Public Radio International. Production of the Sound of Young America is supported in part by Ask Metafilter. Thousands of life's little questions answered online at ask.metafilter.com. It's the Sound of Young America. I'm Shenny Jardin in for Jesse Thorne. My guest is Robert Popper, who's a producer and writer for the show Friday Night Dinner. Now, before he wrote Friday Night Dinner, he co-created Look Around You, a ridiculous parody of English educational programming from the 70s and 80s. You know, both of those series, I I suppose one of the things that they have in common is the fact that they seem to draw from growing up in a particular era in the UK. Yeah, it's weird. Maybe I want to regress and be... Living in wombs. Is it 1975? Is it 1980? I don't know what it is. Well, Friday Night Dinner is modern, of course. Yeah. But we did both, me and Pete did like 1981 as a year we thought was around then was quite... In Britain was sort of spooky for some reason. It always looks a bit spooky around New then. New Order was still... They were all alive. Yep, definitely. Right? Yep. It was just, yeah, it was just like always cold. Cool and music out of Manchester. Yeah, it was just, yeah. It was just a kind of... Between 1979 and 1981 were kind of weird times in Britain, I think. How so? Don't know. Just, just remember being growing up and just it being cold and rainy, and there would be like strikes, and I can't really. I can feel it's like a feeling I have. Just and also an era when I was at school and we watched those shows. Just remember that that time. You watched just those kind of those freaky kind of like science shows, and even then thinking, oh, I love these. These are these are fantastic. <laughs> Because you're not actually... And also listening to, to, like, both me and Pete randomly, because he's from Liverpool and from London, we didn't know each other, but listening to, like, weird things like shortwave radio as a kid. Really? Yeah, we were like, I was really into all that weird, listening to, like, Radio Moscow and all those, you know, world services from around the world and all that spooky thing, which, like, informed the thing we did later on called Radio Spirit World. This is Radio Spirit World Interdimensional 
Broadcasting to the living world from the other side. On 6.22 megahertz in the 49 meter band shortwave and selected Ouija boards. This is a, a creepy, surreal thing. Yeah, it was just a thing. It just, yeah. It could only be, happen on the internet. Yeah, exactly. Well, actually, the internet is like the modern shortwave radio. It, Not that there it, is it a is, shortwave radio. It totally radio. is. It totally is. Well, yeah, because um, I've always been, I just loved, I used to like wear headphones in bed as a kid, like from like 10 till 15. Probably like more actually, and uh, let's tune into like weird. Uh, we had this old radio in the house, like radios, Radio Moscow, and it'd all be like crackly and weird and giving you weird news and their opinions. It was like during communism and things. And like I used to listen to all those weird channels like Radio Tirana and all these, but they were really boring. It was all about like rice production in the Soviet Union has increased by all this kind of stuff. And it was just, I don't know, it just like I found it really hypnotic. And uh, Peter used to do the same, I didn't realise, and so I said, we always thought it would be good to do like a kind of a show like that, but then we thought it would be really good to do like one from the spirit world, so it would be the only radio station broadcasting from the afterlife to Earth which we thought would be creepy and make it funny as well, but also make it sound like that sound And I mean, it was all very like, it's very up it's hello and welcome to, you know radio. The spirit world is not a grim place. No, it's not, it's hello and Yes, and boy, have we got a show for you today. And it's all like that. And uh, we had a thing called How Did You Die, which is like a vox pop. You know, how did you die? And you hear, like, spirits say... Man on the street. Yeah, I died in my street, in in, in my sleep. But one of them was, I was abandoned on a submarine and rotted away. Things like that, you know. Two people saying, we drowned. But all really upbeat. How did you die? How did you die? I died in my sleep. I was hanged for treason. I had diabetes. I had a heart attack at the Battle of Hastings. How did you die? I died of a broken heart and fell into a crusher. Thomas Edison stabbed me. We drowned. That is so interesting, listening to all the different ways that people have died. Isn't it just as... One of uh, the other projects that that I love, uh, that you can find a lot of on the internet, um, you're a prankster. You love doing these... Silly phone calls. Silly phone I calls. And, and you have a book, The, the Time Waster Diaries, time waste letters, which is... Sort of letters, time Waster Letters were two books, and then The Time yeah. Waster Diaries, which was like a novel based on them, yeah. Mm-hmm. My silly letters, yeah. And uh, you... I hope that I'm not putting any spoilers out no, there no. by revealing the fact that you assume different characters sure. different names. Yeah, Robin... Well, I Robin did the character Cooper. Robin Cooper that wrote these books, The Time Waster Letters, which were, like, I used to write for fun as a little project, like, fake letters to companies and very British ones. Very so, English. Like for instance? It was the British Tug of War Society. Do you know that game? And I, it's well, where yes, you I hold a rope. And I've been training lizards in the art of tug of war. And, you know, would you sponsor us and stuff like that? Yeah. And they would write back. Or, I don't know, the English Table Tennis Association. And I would just write. To, there was just these crazy associated, the British Egg Association. And just write to all these people with, like, mad, requ- not nasty things, like mad detailed requests and with drawings and inventions. And they would write back. Then I would write back. Then they would write back. Mm-hmm. And some of them went on for like six months at a time. I mean, now it's it's hard now because the books did well and they and they can Google me. But at the time, it was like I kept my name out of the internet and blah blah blah, and people weren't googling as much like 
Yeah. When were they out? They were like 2004, they came out. 2004, 2005. But I was writing them since 1999 for years, just as a hobby. But it took me, it's funny, because it took me four years to get a book deal. I wrote loads and loads and loads and loads. It was really hard to get a book. It was just for fun. And people said, why don't you try and get a book deal? I was like, really? And yeah. But then from that, I, I, I just used to love doing silly phone calls. Because not to like, I know people, loads of people go, oh, silly phone calls like the lowest form of wit, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And they can be, but they can also be great. And, and I would never do them to like humiliate people or be nice. It was more like, I'm going to phone, I do my voice, hello, it's Robin Cooper, how are you? And that's, that's one of the characters I would do. Pardon, I beg your pardon. And, you know, phone up a hotel, what's the reservation department, please? Reservation, reservation, please. And he sort of like doesn't know what he's talking about and doesn't listen to anything anyone says. One of, one of the ones that I think we, I, I blogged recently on Boing Boing involved uh, Robin Cooper calling the Apple Store. Am I remembering that correctly? No, was, it, was it about Twitter? Not knowing what Twitter was. Called? Exactly. It was about Twitter. Come on, Apple Store, Regent Street. Hello, is it Apple, the Apple Store? In Regent Street, yeah. Yeah, I wonder, I wonder if you can help me. I want to come in and buy one of your computers. Yeah. And I'm not very computer, um... You know, what's the word when you don't use computers much? Yeah, I know what you mean, yeah. Yeah, not li- liberal, liberate. Does it come, I've been reading a lot in the papers, does it come, specially come with Twitters on it? Um, what, Twitter did you say? Twitters, yes. Like Twitter, like the, um, like the, the, the social network website. The network, do I, how do I belong to the network? Do I need a special licence? Like a television licence? For your internet? To become fully integrated into the Twitter system. Oh, OK, you need to, you need to register with Twitter. And where do I get the form? From the post office? No, no, no. You need to go on twitter.com. And oh, where web- is that based? Is that a London-based organisation, like a headquarters would I need to...? It's an American company. I have to go to America for that? No, you don't, no. You just go online and register with Twitter. And it's more like I phone normally, and I don't think of what I'm going to talk about. Unless I have one idea, I'm going to phone and do this. But apart from that, I don't... I like this to just improvisation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, I like, and occasionally I'll write down, like, if I come up with a, a big, long name, I'm going to write that down so I remember. But that's it. I don't think, well, I'll do this, do that. This isn't scripted. No, never scripted. And so it's just like, I don't know where the conversation is going. This is going to be fun and see what happens. And just, I just like the idea that somewhere in, like, space and time, a conversation this weird and mental happened. There's, like, these, you know, we have these, in England, Sky, the network, which were, were things uh, with loads of channels, basically. And we pick up, like, some weird... African religious channels and there's one that I love phoning and there's one that you may have seen which is to a preacher called Gilbert Dayer and I love getting on his shows he's a nutcase and um, I, he prays for people and I said I you know, have a pain in my buttocks Shelby was a, bitten by a crow I think I was attacked by a crow or an eagle I think in, in Britain attacked by an eagle I can't remember what it was and uh, bitten on the buttocks. You have pain in your buttocks. Yes, I have terrible pain in my buttocks. My buttocks are hurting. And he keeps saying, and he goes, you have pain in your buttock. Yes, I have pain in my buttock. And he prays for me, and I go, I can walk around now. You've saved me, my buttocks. Don't you? The evil spirits have come right out my buttocks <laughs> and all this stuff. Say this one after me. Say in the name of Jesus Christ. Say Jesus after me in the name of Jesus Christ. This spiritual problem. This piece of problem. The ego. The eagle? The pain in my buttock. The pain's in my buttocks. Today. Today. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. It is over. It is over. Say thank you, Jesus. 
thank you, Jesus. Say it again. Ow. Thank you, Jesus. Seven times. Seven times. Say, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. One. One. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Two. Thank you, Jesus. Like, Congratulations. And then he always says, uh, you know, you, you're a wonderful Thank lady. You, I'm, not, what's it? I'm not a lady, you, I'm a man. You, you know, but he's on TV as well, so Thank it's like you, watching him on Funny in the TV channel. So. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Seven. 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 In the name of Jesus, receive your love. I'm standing, my buttocks do not hurt. I'm standing, the pain from my buttocks has left me. It's not you. I told you, Jesus is so good. I'm happy for you, Mama. Thank you so much. You said that. What is your name again? My name is Robin. I'm not a woman. I'm a man. Oh, you're a man? Yes. Thank you, gentlemen. Well, uh, it's been wonderful talking to you. It's been wonderful talking to you, too. Robert Popper is the writer of Friday Night Dinner. Its first series finale on BBC America airs Saturday, September 10th. It's been picked up for a second series in 2012. You can also download past episodes on iTunes. That's it for The Sound of Young America this week. I've been your host, Shenny Jardin of boingboing.net and shenny.net, X-E-N-I.net. Our producer for the show is Julia Smith. Our editor is Nick White. Our intern is Paolo Balboa. And our music is by Dan Wally. You can find us online at MaximumFun.org, where you can find past episodes of this show, as well as several other programs, such as Jordan Jesse Go, Judge John Hodgman, and my brother, my brother, and me. Thanks for listening.